Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Out of the gates, ready to go. OutKick 360 is back. Tuesday edition from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine with Chad Withrow. I'm Jonathan Hutton, PK, back with us next week. Big day today. Pro Football Hall of Famer Steve Atwater on the show in 20 minutes. Looking forward to that visit along with Ryan Kane of Hall of Fame Health at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Later in today's show, John McClain of the Houston Chronicle, TexasSportsNation.com, who's been covering the league for nearly five decades. On today as we go through all of the news and notes across NFL free agency. Later in today's show, Trey Wallace of Outkick.com is on his way to Indianapolis for full coverage of the NCAA tournament for OutKick, covering Tennessee, Kentucky, Murray State, and more. Uh, We will check in with him live from Indy today. That will be at 520 Eastern. Chad, good afternoon. Hutton, happy anniversary. Uh, Same to you. One year anniversary of OutKick 360 becoming a show uh, and uh, us joining OutKick and OutKick 360. Special day. Here on the show, a lot of thank yous to go around. First and foremost, thank you to whoever's listening or watching us right now. However you consume the show, we appreciate you. We appreciate you doing so. A big thanks to our original home at Blackbird Studios. Uh, We heard from a good buddy of ours from Blackbird Studios, uh, Alan Ditto, last night, this morning actually, wishing us a a happy one-year anniversary. They were there in the beginning. That was our first home studio for the show. And of course now here at 6th and Peabody, uh, and our staff has grown. I, should, I shouldn't say our staff, like they actually listen to us or take orders from us. I mean, we did hire. But they are part of the Outkick We did hire Dan Dockage, according did. to the Indy Star. We did. We need more reports about us hiring everyone in this room <laughs> also. We, we need more publicity about that. Uh, but in all seriousness, we've got a great group around us here every day that makes this show tick, makes it hum, makes it go. We appreciate them. Appreciate everyone that listens, watches the show. It's been a fun year, Hutton, and uh, we're just getting started. We're not leaving. It does not feel, in many ways, it does not feel like a year, and in other ways, it feels like two years, right? Like, there, there have been, um, it, I think it's the venues, but starting at Blackbird Studio for the show with John McBride, who was more than hospitable for our show, yes. who needed a spot to just broadcast from, and he gave us a state-of-the-art studio at a premier recording studio here in Music City. Um, we appreciate him and, and Alan Ditto for the, the entire setup. Uh, they gave us six months. Um, and without that, we would have been doing something from home, more than likely. Um, so uh, a huge shout-out there. Uh, shout-out to, to everybody that was there from day one. Um, that includes Jacob Swanson, who is in studio with us today. Also Lance Lee, who was the engineer slash tech slash production slash everything guru that helped us get going. Um, he's since gone on to bigger and better things. 
uh, working for Vanderbilt. But uh, Lance, shout out, man. If you, uh, if you see the clip later, we, we appreciate everything you did. And then David Reed, chairman of the board, for getting everything going on the, on the radio end. Because when we started March 15th of 2021, there was not radio um, until Fox Sports Knoxville. Huge thanks to them for being the first. And then uh, what's been a growing radio network on top of the streaming platforms that we're on uh, and the big things ahead for OutKick uh, in its entirety. We're, we're, we're thrilled about where we are and where we're headed. And um, Chad, cheers. I mean, that, that's, that's awesome that we've made it a full year. It does not feel like it in many ways. The longest wait was leaving the airwaves in January and waiting for March 15th when, when Clay wanted us to launch. And to me, that was longer than the, the last year. Yeah, that was January 15th to March 15th. That, that felt like a year, uh, being off air and not being able to do much. It, it feels, you said, you know, it feels like it's, it's flown by. It, it doesn't feel like a year that we've been a show. It has flown by. But when I think back to us, Hutton, you and I embarking on a radio station tour back in early March of 2021, yeah. That feels like three years ago. It, it does. It does. Uh, going and initially talking to radio stations about what we, what we had done in Nashville, what we wanted to do everywhere, where we wanted to see this thing grow, uh, that feels like an eternity ago when you think back on that time. Um, we got some really good news on the radio front last night that we're going to be sharing with you very soon. Um, that's a tease for you. Uh, we're very excited about that, and we're excited where this radio network's going to go. We're excited where this show is going to go, and not just this show. We're excited where other shows at OutKick are headed as well, shows you don't even know about yet. Um, <laughs> so, uh, look, there's a lot of great things happening uh, with this company, a lot of great things happening with this show. And, again, I, I'm just filled with gratitude yeah. for anyone who watches or, or listens to us. Uh, we truly appreciate you. I know Paul would be saying all the oh, same things. Oh, he'd be echoing everything as yeah. well. Uh, he's not here with us this week, um, but we sincerely thank all of you and, and everyone who's had a hand in, in making the show uh, over the past year. And uh, again, we're not done. No, well, I mean, and then this Sixth is not, and Peabody. This Moving is not to an announcement of us moving or leaving or anything no. like that. This is just us getting started. Just one year, and uh, the, the move to Sixth and Peabody has been exceptional. I mean, the the space and the hospitality here is perfect for OutKick and OutKick 360. So uh, thanks to everybody involved from Yeehaw uh, Beer, Old Smoky Moonshine, and the venue itself at 6th and Peabody, which is where we're going to be hosting our watch parties Thursday and Friday of this week. Um, that will be the one-year anniversary of our first live show out and about uh, from last year where we had the, the NCAA watch party. Um, we're doing it again, and we're doing it for, for two straight days on Thursday and Friday. You can join us if you're in the Nashville area, Middle Tennessee area. If not, you can join us as you're listening or watching right now across uh, the, the Outkick Network, if that's Sports Radio 104.7, uh, SOMO Sports Radio in Missouri, uh, and our great friends down in Alabama at Fox Sports Shoals. Um, we, we certainly hope you'll attend in person if you can for what will be a, a, a great opening day of the NCAA tournament. Again, Trey Wallace will join us coming up a bit later to preview Thursday's matchup as Tennessee takes on Longwood. He'll be there for Kentucky's matchup as well. It's going to be awesome. Reed in the YouTube chat says, Gentlemen, I started listening to this, this trio when I was a sophomore in high school. I'm now 26. I've literally grown up with you three. Congrats on one year. Thank you, uh, Reed. Reed, we thank you. Um, the, I, I, I'm amazed also that you feel like you've grown up 
at 26 years old because I've certainly had not grown up at 26 years old. So we can, raised him. So congrats on maturation. Yes, we, you're, you're welcome for raising you into the man that you've become and the adult that everyone sees before you. Uh, but you know, th- thank you for that. And this weekend, we had Adam, our production assistant, say, what all is happening this Thursday and Friday? Well, here's what's happening. I was out in our beer garden at 6th and Peabody this afternoon. I got some shots up playing basketball. Play a little ping oh, pong. I thought you meant moonshine. Played a little giant Jenga. That'll happen on Thursday, <laughs> along with the basketball shots. Uh, it is a great venue. It's going to be in the 70s and sunny yeah. on Thursday. Bring your shades. Come out. You can sit outside and watch on a giant television, whatever game you want to watch. The door, the garage doors will be open. Inside, you're going to have every single NCAA tournament game on at once. Come hang out with us. We've got a specialty 360 cocktail. That's going to be a special price for you. We've got there the go. seasonal, the, beer. the Hef wheat beer, Yeehaw Hef wheat beer. We're going to have that on stock for you. Look, come out and hang with us. It's really that simple. Play our bracket challenge. Say hello. We're going to be outside. We're probably going to be wearing shades also on the show on Thursday. It is one of the true rites of spring. It is the first Thursday of the NCAA tournament. It's my favorite sports day of the year. Every single year, every single year, I feel like God shines down and gives us perfect weather. And we're going to have that on Thursday. Come join us, 6th and Peabody. It's going to be a blast. Tonight, we get Indiana and Wyoming. Uh, That's a a very popular pick at FanDuel.com through both. I know Chad and Clay both made it their lock for the upcoming matchups. Indiana uh, favored by four points. Uh, but the matchup itself against Wyoming, this is going to be a home game tonight for Indiana in Dayton. I mean, that that gym is going to be packed with Hoosiers. And with that in mind, uh, by the way, True TV, this is our uh, our annual uh, plea that you just find True TV on your own without complaining about not being able to find it on your guide. <laughs> this this comes up every year. Where is True TV? You'll find it tonight. It's, it's two forty six on Direct TV. And I tell most of the time, it's going to be grouped with all the other games. So it's very easy to find. If you know where TNT or TBS is on your dial, you I don't know find the dial anymore, yeah. you're going to find it because they're all going to be in the guide right next to each other. I know, for instance, on DirecTV, it's 245, 246, 247, 248. I think are the main four channels outside of CBS uh, that will carry NCAA tournament games. So they're, they're easy to find. So it's, it's Tomorrow is, is Notre Dame and Rutgers. Tonight is Indiana taking on Wyoming. That's the second game. That game will tip off at 8-10 Central, 9-10 Eastern. Uh, the first matchup tonight is Texas A&M against uh, uh, or Texas A&M College against... Uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Is it Corpus Christi? My wife made the same thing. Well, she I said, saw, I thought Texas A&M didn't get in the, the tournament. The scoreboard here says Texas A&M. Saw, I'm like, no, no that's not... Well, that she can't be saw right. on the list. She said, you told me that Texas A&M was out. They're playing tonight. I'm like, that is Texas A&M Corpus Christi. It's odd. It's playing the 16 versus 16. The scoreboard game. I'm looking at says Texas A&M against Texas Southern. So uh, Texas A&M, it's not A&M. Texas A&M Corpus Christi. It is that they just couldn't fit it all on there. I'm sure, but they probably should do a better job of denoting <laughs> it's not the Aggies. Texas A&M Corpus Christi was like middle to back of the pack in their conference all year and went on a run and won their conference tournament. Um, if you want to parlay tonight, Texas Southern. He's the dominant team in their conference all year. I think they're a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I love Texas Southern, minus three-and-a-half. I love Indiana, minus four. If you want to parlay both games tonight so in the first four. Why do you like Texas Southern so much tonight? Well, Texas Southern, again, 
Texas A&M Corpus Christi is they're hot and they won their conference tournament, but they were one of the middle of the pack teams from their conference. Texas Southern is the best team in their conference. They are a true champion, regular season tournament. And then Indiana, you and Clay are all over this. It's a home game. I mean, they're, and they're one of the hottest teams going into the tournament. Yeah, I mean, Indiana, where they are in this play-in game, they would not have been in the tournament had it not been for those two wins in Indianapolis at the Big Ten tournament. So they're a hot team. Um, I'd be lying if I said I watched a lot of Wyoming hoops this year. Didn't get a chance to see many games from Laramie. But uh, I, I like Indiana in this game. Are you and, cool? and Vegas likes them, too. They're a four-point favorite. Let's think about this driving uh, last night. Are you cool with the, with the bracket and the – the selection committee clearly making matchups for TV ratings. Indiana's in the play-in game because of the rating they're going to pull. This is for viewership. That's, that's why they're the 12 seed playing for uh, the right to move on. And then the game tomorrow is Notre Dame and Rutgers. Yep. Um, no. They're pulling for no, Notre Dame. I mean, I don't, they put, I mean, I, Notre I don't, Dame is there and Indiana's there. I don't think they would ever admit to that uh, because they're going you know, to make whatever argument they need to make to say, this is why Indiana's in the, in the first four and not one of the last buys where they're just in the main tournament. Right. Um, I mean, but Michigan, I'm sure that Michigan's an at, at large. They're not in a play-in. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that happens at times. Um, but no, I, I don't like it. I, I want a true... I want the true determination. I think that we get that for the most part, but I want the true determination of what the committee thinks are the 68 best teams seeded appropriately. Yeah, but they, That's I mean, it. But there's a reason Michigan State's the seven. We mentioned this yesterday. Duke's the two. They're going to match up potentially in the second round. I mean, it, yeah, they're I, looking I ahead as they put that bracket together. I don't mind that as long as there's not seed manipulation going on. If you want to put a, a juicy second-round matchup or possible Sweet 16 matchup in the same bracket, but those teams are justly the seeds that they are, I'm fine with that. Like if you want to, if you want to rig it that way to get that, I don't want Indiana in over someone else because you think they're going to carry a better television rating in the first four games. That that's not what I want, and, and no one should want that. Uh, we're going to plenty of headlines today. Deshaun Watson um, continues to uh, dominate the headlines. Where uh, potential trades that could be in place. The Atlanta Falcons are being mentioned now as an outside contender to trade for Deshaun Watson. We'll get John McClain's take on that. Um, plenty of uh, other headlines as well, like this one, which is, I, I just shake my head at this. Um, in New York, Yankees and Mets players who are unvaccinated cannot oh, play home games. They're literally playing outdoors, and they're not allowed to play home games in New York. That is ridiculous. And it's... The, the, the madness needs to stop. People would go back to this old, the optics Right, the optics that well, it's you gotta, so bad. You got to abide by the the optics have shifted. I, I saw a clip today of Trevor Noah bashing New York City and Kyrie Irving not being able to play. Uh, not exactly a bastion of conservative politics. Trevor <laughs> Noah is saying this. This is no longer a, a political it's, thing. It's idiocy. this is not Democrat Republican. This is sense and nonsense. Do away with it. It's, Eric Adams, mayor of New York City, whoever else needs to get together and make this happen, do away with this foolishness. It's a charade, and I have no idea why it continues. It's not continuing anywhere else ex- except in New York City well, right if now. They, it's nuts. If they allow Yankees and Mets players to play, then Kyrie gets to play. That's what this well, is, Well, let right? Kyrie play right now. Oh, I, I, I agree. Like, lift no, the whole thing uh, the, immediately. The, the reason why the rule they're sticking with this is because 
they're sticking with uh, Kyrie not being able to play. And, and meanwhile, he's at, he's allowed to go and watch the games. He was in attendance over the weekend watching the Brooklyn Nets play at their home venue, unvaxxed, but he can't play in the game. So dumb. And it, there's, no, there's no sense to it whatsoever. There's no sense to it, and there's no... They're not even appealing to a side anymore. Before, you would say, okay, there's this side of this debate. There's this side of this debate. We want to be on the right side of it. And we feel like the right side is this side of it, which is vaccination and vaccination mandates, right? That side has evaporated. Yes. I mean, liberal media is saying how <laughs> foolish this is. We, we're all joining hands right now, uniting in how crazy it is that Kyrie Irving is sitting courtside as a fan and they won't allow him to play in a home game. Kevin Durant is ranting against this. It's just stupidity at this point. It's stubborn stupidity. Do away with it. Very Ra- simple. Randy Gregory has backed out of an agreement with Dallas, a uh, longtime pass rusher, and um, he was set to remain in Dallas, but he's backed out of that agreement. He's going to be a Denver Bronco. We'll have details on that coming up. Uh, We continue to follow NFL free agency with some of the signings around the league. But when we come back, one of the best to play in the NFL, one of the best defenders in the history of the game, Steve Atwater, Pro Football Hall of Famer, will join us, uh, tell us about a great event coming to Middle Tennessee that we're going to be a part of, that we're thrilled about, um, and we'll talk some football as well uh, with one of the best. Steve Atwater next on Outkick 360. First, though, Aurora NutriScience and Vitalifescience.com. We love partnering with Aurora. They deliver supplements where you need them the most, your body. VitaLifeScience.com is the website, V-I-D-A-LifeScience.com. It's where you can see more information, and our Outkick 360 season ticket holders receive a 15% discount with the code OUTKICK360. Typical pills and capsules, not well absorbed. In fact, most are only absorbed in small, very small amounts. But here's Aurora, unique cutting-edge nutritional and absorbable supplements encapsulated in liposomes that ensure greater absorption in the body's bloodstream. I personally use the vitamin C, the vitamin D3, glutathione, and much more. You can as well. Take advantage of Aurora supplements today. VitaLifeScience.com, V-I-D-A-LifeScience.com. 15% 15% off with the code OUTKICK360 at VitaLifeScience.com. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. From 6th and Peabody, Outkick 360 rolls on across the Outkick network. With Chad Withrow, I'm Jonathan Hutton. Glad you're with us back, as well. Baby. Yeehaw beer, Old Smoky Moonshine, making it happen for us here in downtown Nashville. One year, Hutton. It's felt like a day with you. Felt yeah, like one day. Same. One year, flying by. Um, coming to there's a, a really cool event coming to Nashville about what two blocks from us, from where our studio sits uh, on Broadway at uh, 12:30 Club in downtown Nashville. It's the Hall of Fame Health and Fund Recoveries Charity Dinner and Concert. Coming up on Tuesday, April the 5th, a uh, great friend of the show, Ryan Kane, who is with Hall of Fame Health. He's the president of Behavioral Health. Uh, he'll be there, and he's put this together 
Um, and for those watching, you're seeing the invitation on the screen. If you're listening to the show, we're going to tweet this out as well at Outkick360. They, they've got a number of former players and musicians that are coming to this event and will make for a, a fun-filled night, including Hall of Famer Steve Atwater, who's been on the show before, one of our favorite interviews, um, one of the hardest-hitting players in the history of the, of the game, one of the best defenders uh, that we've ever seen play the sport. Both Ryan and Steve uh, join us on Outkick 360. Ryan, hope you're doing well. Steve, great to have you back on the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Ryan, tell us, uh, tell us about putting this event together and uh, what you're hoping to, to do that evening on the 5th, coming up next month, to raise some money for Hall of Fame Health. Sure. We have a nonprofit called Fund Recovery that was actually founded in 2011. We brought it together to kind of give hope to families across the country by offering direct financial assistance for mental health and substance use services. So we know that a lot of people looking for help just simply can't afford the help, whether it's because they don't have insurance or don't have the cash to pay for it. So we serve uh, athletes, veterans, fans of the game, basically anyone uh, where they have a financial gap between the cost of receiving help and their ability to pay. And that's all coming up on, on Tuesday, April the 5th. And you've got a, a star-studded lineup. Atwater's going to be there. He's one. Uh, but you've got several uh, names, including some connections here to Nashville, like Eddie George, Delaney Walker, and others. We do. We do. And, you know, I think Steve is a great example. Um, he's a Hall of Famer. We have, he's going to be joined by Charles Haley and Steve Hutchinson, both Hall of Famers. Um, you know, and it's important to understand why these people are coming out to support it. Uh, the, the stigma around mental health is, is real. And, uh, you know, we're becoming more aware of mental health issues with, with COVID and people are talking about anxiety and depression at an all-time high. But, you know, people like Charles and Steve and, and Steve coming out to support it uh, from a Hall of Fame perspective, it brings other players involved. So we've got, you know, Eddie George, we've got um, Jeff Simmons is coming out, uh, Kyle Turley, George Kittle, Eric Decker. You know, so there's a lot of guys that, that this is an important issue for. Steve Atwater uh, with us along with Ryan Kane. Steve, why, why is this initiative so important to you? How has it impacted you? And, um, and why are you behind it? Well, um, to be honest, I think it impacts everyone. Um, you know, it's impacted my family over the years uh, with some of the addiction issues. And then with mental health, I, I think that's really impacted us over the years as well. But we really didn't know until here recently uh, with mental health becoming uh, more and more prominent and uh, more people uh, speaking up about it and uh, supporting great causes like this. Uh, but yeah, it, it affects me. My wife, she's a, she, she was in med school many years ago and uh, you know, now she's a, a uh, mental health counselor here in Colorado. And, um, you know, she's very passionate about it. And, you know, she's been able to, you know, help my family, her family, uh, a ton of friends, uh, you know, almost everybody, once they find out that she's a mental health counselor, they call and, you know, they, they need help. And, um, you know, we both realize that this, this is, uh, you know, much bigger than just our families and friends. There are a lot of people out there uh, struggling, a lot of people uh, afraid to reach out. They're, they're maybe questioning themselves whether they truly have an issue or not. 
And uh, as the old saying goes, if you, if you think you may have a problem, it's, it's always easier to uh, call and, you know, be told that you don't have it or that you don't have some issues. But I, I think, man, probably 95 percent of us, even probably higher than that, have some small things going on uh, that we uh, aren't even aware of. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really passionate about it. Um, you know, Ryan has done a great job of, you know, uh, getting a team of people together and uh, just getting everyone on the same page, uh, having it all organized and uh, being able to help uh, a lot more people than any one individual could. So, uh, hey, Ryan, my hat's off to you. I appreciate you. And uh, yeah, so I'm I'm all in. Well, and uh, it's a great point that you bring up uh, with the it, I, I first started covering the league, Steve, 16 years ago. No one talked about this, right? There, right? There's a stigma with it where the players just don't bring it up. And initiatives like this allow the conversation just to get started. And now, you know, the mental health issues are being discussed on an open forum. Yeah, no, and that's that's true. And that's exactly what uh, we're hoping will happen even more because, you know, especially with, uh, you know, athletes, all, all types of athletes, male, female, uh, you know, all sports across the spectrum. You know, many times we've been learned, to, we've been taught to work hard and push through and keep fighting regardless of of, of what and uh, regardless of the situation. But sometimes we got to take a step back and, and see, hey, is, is there something more, you know, more going on than just, you know, than just working hard? Uh, and so, um, yeah, I think this is, a again, a, a great cause and, um, I feel like we're going to impact a heck of a lot of people. Uh, and I'm hoping that, again, we can continue to raise the awareness and, and just let people know that it, it's okay. It's okay to have mental health issues. I know I do. <laughs> I, I, I think everyone, everyone in my family does. Uh, and, you know, there are different levels to it, just like anything else. Uh, but even if you have, you know, minor mental health issues, those things can balloon into something big if, if you don't get it, if you don't get uh, some help. So, uh, yeah. Steve Atwater, our guest, a Hall of Fame Health and Fund Recoveries charity dinner and concert at 1230 Club in downtown Nashville coming up on Tuesday, April the 5th. Steve, I was going back and watching some of your highlight reel hits as a player, and you had a way of hitting guys, but it was clean uh, when you hit them. Um, but I watched the game today, and I don't think the game today is weak or, or anything like that, but the rules have changed, <laughs> right, for, for player safety. Yeah, do, absolutely. Do, do you feel like some of your hits, even though maybe they were clean, would have looked so violent if done today that you still would have been penalized for them the way you played the game? I don't think so, because I, I think they would have slowed it down, and they would have been like, oh, well, it wasn't. wasn't well, some of them weren't helmet helmet. Sometimes in my earlier days, I, I actually – tried to have helmet to helmet collisions. I figured I could put my head on their chin and, you know, stop them. And, you know, it worked for a while, but uh, it started, you know, I, I started getting concussions. So uh, I had to, had to stop that and, uh, you know, try to tackle more with my shoulders and my full body. And, you know, many times when I just tried to tackle with one shoulder, that one shoulder would take the brunt of the blow and it would hurt so badly and, uh, you know, I, when I when I talk to uh, defensive backs now and, and, you know, also linebackers, I tell them, hey, try to 
you know, try to tackle them with your full body. Even if they stick their helmet in your chest, if you, you got low enough uh, center of gravity, you'll be able to make the tackle and not get, not get run over most of the time and uh, make a good solid tackle. Steve, I feel like a good coach can take a good athlete and turn them into a good football player and give them something to do. But I don't think that being as physical as you were as a player can be taught. I think you either have that instinct and you want to be physical and you want to hit people that hard or, or you don't have it and it's something that you can't teach to a good athlete. Do you agree or do you disagree? Do you think that that is something that can be taught into a football player to seek contact the way you would seek contact? I think to a certain extent, but you know, you, you got to have a little bit of uh, insanity in you too, you know, just to think, that, you know, a guy's running full speed and you're like, all right, I'm going to run full speed into him and see what happens. Uh, so, you know, I think first off, you got to, you know, you got to be a little bit crazy, <laughs> but then, and you got to, got to have, got to have that courage too, um, to, to know that, Hey, you know, you, you might get hurt. Now you're not thinking you're going to get knocked out. Or you're going to knock somebody out, but you know, it's going to hurt, you know, it's going to hurt when you run into this person. Um, and uh, also know that you got to keep, keep your body physically in shape. You got to, you know, lift weights, do push-ups, stay flexible, uh, all of those things to make sure that you can stay on the field uh, because yeah, it, 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 it hurts. But I, I do think it can be taught to guys who have, who have a little bit more deep down inside that they're not, that they're not showing. And, you know, some coaches can coach that out and, and get a higher level of play out of guys. Uh, but you're right. Some some players, they're never going to they're never going to have it. You know, they're never going to, you know, want to run up in there and, and be in the mix a lot. Um, you know, for me, I, I wanted to be in on every play, you know, every I wanted an assist. I wanted, you know, not for the stats, but I just wanted to be involved in the game. You know, if you're out there on the field and you're not in on any play, like what was you even being out there? Uh, so that, that, that was my my that's my take on it. I, I think. Um, yeah, some some guys can be coached into it uh, if, if they're if they're close, uh, but some you're right they'll, they'll probably never have. Steve Atwater, our guest. Um, Steve, I think I think the other thing, just following up on what Chad was asking, is that you were a quarterback in high school. I, I can't imagine Steve Atwater sliding, you know, <laughs> not to take a hit. Um, yeah, well, the thing is though, I mean, you heard the one side of it, but oh. you don't know the full story. Um, I wasn't a very good quarterback. <laughs> I, I was an okay quarterback and I threw interceptions. And then when I threw interceptions, like oh. I was going to try and destroy the person who intercepted the ball. And uh, so when I got asked to play safety, uh, you know, I, I kind of understood like, okay, yeah. But So you got to, you got to Arkansas. How long did they practice you at quarterback before they said, Hey, Steve, uh, we're going to move you to defense. Uh, you know what? I want to say it's probably it was under a week. I want to say oh. three or four days. <laughs> and uh, you know, I couldn't. I could. It was hard for me to pick up the plays. You know, I'd, I'd never gone to a quarterback camp or anything. Yeah, I was just you know outside throwing passes to my buddies before yeah. I went up to school. And you know, it was it was it was it was tough for me. And then uh, I, I think my, my head coach Ken Hatfield had in his mind that he that this was gonna this is how it was gonna go down. I didn't know that at the time, but uh, you know when I look back on it. Uh, again, I, I wasn't a great quarterback, a great passing quarterback. Um, and, you know, I see after a few days, he called me into his office and said, Hey, Steve, if, uh, you know, if you play quarterback, it may be a while before you play, but if we move you over to safety, uh, we're going to let you travel with the team. You still want to redshirt you, but we're going to travel you with the team. And, 
get you a chance to see what it's like in the locker room and everything. Uh, but uh, and so I, I made the change and moved over to safety right then. And uh, I, I haven't regretted it. What did the hit on Christian Okoye feel like from your perspective? Everyone said everyone remembers <laughs> that hit. Right. And everyone asked you about this. Uh, do you consider that your best hit? Is that the highlight Steve Atwater would show to someone who had no idea what you did for a living? Yeah, I guess if people knew, knew the context of it, if everyone knew, if people knew that Chris Nicoye was a beast and he ran over everybody and that, hey, I was even worried before that game, like, oh, man, you know, what's, <laughs> what's going to happen? We got we to go up in here. Uh, and, and, and hit him. Uh, and, you know, Dennis Smith, uh, you know, we were in meetings prior to the game and he said, we, we got to stay up high. And, you know, he was an older guy. He was my, my mentor. And I'm like, oh, man, like, all right, all right, we got to stay up on him. So we couldn't go low. So I, I just stayed up. And fortunately, it turned out the way it did, because, you know, obviously you can't you can't predict anything like that. Uh, so I was definitely forced to come out on, on the good end of that. Um, but, yeah, pe- people ask about it and you know uh I'm, again I'm, I'm i'm forced that i'm on that side of it I've, I've tackled guys who were much smaller than chris nicoye was and you know it went the other way so uh you know it's part of playing football it's just you know uh i was able to have a great play in in a, in a, in a at a great time and um i was i was forced to be on this side of it. as a broncos legend steve what was your reaction when the broncos traded for russell wilson oh man it made my day. It made my day. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson, uh, I, I want to say top three quarterbacks uh, playing right now. And, uh, you know, such a great guy, great leader, uh, great family guy. Um, I think he's going to you know, really be, be a super positive influence on, on so many players. Um, and we have a great young core guys, too, that, uh, you know, I think this is just what they need. So uh, I'm lo- I'm looking forward to big things from from our guys this year. Um, you know I love all my all my all our guys here, and uh, you know to have Russell Wilson, uh, you know, kind of leading the charge uh, is going to be special. I think. Steve, what was your relationship like with the Bolin family? What is it like with the Bolin family, and how big of a story is that in Colorado that the Denver Broncos ownership is about to change hands? Yeah, man, uh, Mr. Bolin and I, we, we were really good friends. Um, you know, uh, he, I think, treated me like I was one of his one of his children back when I played. Uh, and, you know, he, he taught me a lot. Uh, you know, he really expected a majority of the players to do things in the community to uh, just, you know, show the community that we weren't there just to play football, that we were there to uh, be a part of the community, to – uh, you know, support their initiatives. Uh, and also, uh, you know, he, he was just, again, a, a great guy, super kind. And uh, so, yeah, th- it's, it's kind of sad for me uh, because, I, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't, I don't, but I, I, from what all the reports, the team is going to be sold. Uh, and I, I'm hoping that the Bolins can bid on it and end up owning it because, uh, you know, just you know, knowing uh, all of his children, they're, they're, they're such great, great children. Uh, I know he you know, was proud of them and uh, would be even prouder now. Um, but, to you know, the thought of it going to someone else, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of heartbreaking. 
but you know, as, as you know, as time goes on, these, these types of things happen. Um, but it, you know, it's kind of an un- unfortunate situation. But we'll we'll see what happens. We'll we'll see what happens again. I'm kind of you know, I don't know any of the people who are bidding on it. Uh, but again, I'm kind of hoping that uh, you know the bowling the bowlers can can, uh, can can keep control of it. Steve Atwater, our guest. You finished your career in New York, right, with the Jets? Yeah, I had one year with the Jets, and then I I, I signed one one day with the Broncos okay. and retired as a Bronco. But yeah, I played my last year with the Jets in the year 2000. Uh, it was a, it was a fun season up there. Some great guys, uh, but Vinny Testaverde went down. I want to say the first second game of the season, and it was over. He, he tore his Achilles, and uh, you know uh, Ray Lucas was the backup quarterback, and he just wasn't enough there. Um, you know, to, to, to get it done. So, uh, but yeah, still had a, had a great time there. Well, I bring it, I bring it up because Chad and I had the discussion yesterday about Brady being back. And I, I said, look, so with the greats, they don't retire from the game. The game retires them. Um, when, yeah. when, when you think about that, uh, is that why you did one more year in New York? Because you wanted to keep playing, obviously, but not retire and, and say, hey, I'm, I'm stepping away from the game until you knew definitively you were done? Well, I mean, I had I had a, a knee problem and my shoulder was bothering me, uh, and then I was going to have to have another surgery to play another year after the Jets, uh, and so uh, yeah, I shut it down. and And for me, it was more just looking at the film and you know me not liking what I saw, um, you know, during my earlier years and most of my career when I saw the film, I, I see myself running there. Un- you know, with, without hesitation to make tackles, uh, and, you know, and, and being healthy. And, uh, you know, it's hard to do that when you have aches and pains and, you know, you can't hardly run. Uh, and so I just didn't like, you know, what I was putting on film. And, uh, you know, I, I knew the end was near once I, cause I, I'm, I'm a, I think I'm a pretty objective guy. Yeah. Um, I look at film like, oh man, I'm high in my back pedal. Uh, you know, I, I can't come up and hit with as much force as I want to. And so, um, yeah, I think I left that at, at the right time. Brady is back, and it's really no surprise. Uh, uh, Steve Atwater will be back in Nashville uh, coming up on April the 5th, Tuesday, April 5th. Ryan, it's going to be a great event, and uh, this is just scratching the surface on, on some of the legends that will be there. It is going to be great, and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you guys there, yeah. Jonathan. Um, I know you've been a great advocate of ours, and, and I appreciate you having us on, and uh, my hope is that this is the first of many events we have in Nashville um, as this thing grows bigger and bigger. Absolutely. Uh, I hope you guys swing by our studio. Uh, Steve, uh, come by and check everything out and join us on, on Tuesday before the event if you want. We're, we're literally right down the street two, two here. Two blocks Two blocks. where you guys are going to be uh, th- that night. So swing by. Okay. Yeah, we'll look forward to it. Looking forward to it. Steve Atwater has been our guest. Ryan Kane there as well. Uh, thank you, guys. We appreciate you. No, thank you, Jonathan and Chad. Appreciate you guys having us on. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Ryan Kane there from uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame Health uh, Initiative, uh, Hall of Fame Health, and with the uh, uh, Fund Recovery, and they're putting together a benefit, uh, the charity dinner and concert, 1230 Club, downtown Nashville on April 5th. It is fun uh, talking some football with Steve Atwater. Oh, it's yeah. fun watching highlight videos of that guy knock people. Oh. Uh, one of the, I mean, just you're right the about the clean time, hit, and he was he was a clean player, but I mean, it some of these things were so jarring and violent. I feel like a flag would be thrown just because of that, even if it was a totally clean hit. 
Hit us up on Twitter at Outkick360. We've got news, notes, headlines coming up. John McClain joins us in 15 minutes right here on the Outkick Network. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. College hoops tonight as the tournament officially gets going. Still difficult for me to say round one. Thursday, to me, is the first round. It's the first four. I think it's okay to say the first four now. First not, four. Not round. I, I don't go with the round one is Thursday, Friday. I'm with you. This is the first four. Hit us up on Twitter at Outkick360. Um, John McClain will join us in 10 minutes, and we'll hit heavy NFL headlines. Um, Deshaun Watson news yeah. everywhere. Everywhere. Get into it with John. Yeah. He is and the man to talk to about it. The, the discussion now is how serious are the Falcons – about getting into the trade mix for Deshaun Watson. Um, they're the outside team because it, yesterday the report was he's agreed to meet with uh, a, a handful of teams. It was um, going through the list, Carolina and New Orleans. And then, and then the report said, and others. And you started wondering, okay, what other teams would be doing that? He, he turned down the opportunity to speak more with the Seahawks. We know the Texans refused to take any offer from the Colts. And now there's Indianapolis and Atlanta. And I wonder, Chad, if they dropped the the cap hit on Matt Ryan by about $10 million over the weekend. And at the time, Matt Ryan had the largest cap hit of any quarterback for next season. I wonder if Indy could be a landing spot for Matt Ryan via trade if the Texans end up making a deal with Atlanta. We'll, we'll ask John how serious the Falcons are in all this, but there's another veteran that could be. The, the quarterback carousel continues no matter where Watson ends up. It's a good thought. I mean, that that would be an upgrade uh, from for Carson sure. Wentz uh, to Matt Ryan, so that would make sense for the Colts. Reports yesterday, and we'll talk to John McClain about this, that it was the Texans that wouldn't talk to the Colts about a trade, even though the Colts called on Deshaun Watson, and obviously so, that they would be interested in that. And obvious reasons the Texans wouldn't want to trade Deshaun Watson to a division foe. Um, this is really heated up, though. The Browns, uh, so many other teams, storylines mixing in there. This conversation with John McClain is going to be something because yeah. there's no shortage of news coming out of Houston with what is now the biggest NFL offseason storyline, and that's where does Deshaun Watson end up uh, after Aaron Rodgers stays put? Tom Brady coming out of retirement, the trade for Russell Wilson for the Broncos. This is the next big thing. Well, then the, the Browns, next big domino to drop. The Browns are also mentioned as another team, um, and they were mentioned yesterday as a uh, that they had been fielding calls about Baker Mayfield. Um, it's very intriguing to see where Watson goes because it's up to Watson. Keep in mind he's got that no trade clause, and he'll determine where he ultimately lands in all this. Also fascinating that it's the entire, it's practically the entire division that is begging for Watson to choose them other than Tampa. It's Carolina, 
New Orleans, and apparently now Atlanta. I think Cleveland would make a lot of sense yeah. uh, for Deshaun Watson. That's a good roster. They've just added Amari Cooper. Yeah. Uh, no Jarvis Landry now after being released, but uh, you, you, you're right. You add Amari Cooper. That would make sense to me. Um, I think New Orleans makes more sense than Atlanta. If I'm going pecking order of the NFC South, mm-hmm. I would go New Orleans, Carolina, Atlanta in that order. I, I'm, again, speaking as Deshaun Watson, who has veto power over yeah, and you're looking for title of where and, he yeah, wants to go. I, yeah, yeah. Th- that's the direction I'm going, that, in that order. Freddie Freeman's not going to be with the Atlanta Braves. That was made apparent by the Braves trading for Matt Olson yesterday. Um, and Chaddick, it, when, you, when you look at the deal that Matt Olson's getting in Atlanta, it has me wondering, and this is a bigger topic for later in the show, what was the holdup with Freddie Freeman when so, you look at the money and the years involved in all this? Well, we're going to have J.P. Aaron Sibby on tomorrow in, in studio, and he's the perfect guy to talk to because he's good friends with Alex Anthopoulos, who's the general manager for the Braves. Reports are that Anthopoulos just got tired of being in a standstill. With, with Freddie Freeman and his representation on the time, and he went and acted, and he made a move, and he said, okay, not going to sign Freddie Freeman. I'm going to trade for Matt Olson. And today, they signed Matt Olson to an extension, eight-year contract, $168 million. So their long-term future is Matt Olson yeah. at 27 years old and not Freddie Freeman. We'll talk a lot more about this with J.P. and Sibia tomorrow. Absolutely. And John McClain joins us next. All of the NFL news and notes from free agency, which is in full effect, and the trade value for Deshaun Watson. That's next on Outkick 360.